to another episode of the Parentino Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm doing things a little differently in this episode because, well, this week has been kind of a busy week. We had a death in the family. And at the same time, we're trying to potty train our son, which those two emotions, those two separate occasions are very different, very up and down. But I wanted to touch base on what I talked about during... The first episode of recording, I mentioned something about generational abuse. And throughout this whole week, I've just been thinking about it, running constantly, constantly, constantly in my head, not really knowing why I've been have, having this specific, having this specific subject in my head. So it really stuck to me, especially throughout, you know, the potty training of my son. Now, the way I've been taught to potty train or seen my cousins and experience it is a spanking method. So thinking about it, I had what is called the spanking method, which is if the kid doesn't go pee in the toilet or the little potty or whatever, you get a smack and you keep getting smacked until eventually you go pee in the toilet. And I thought about it. And me and my wife talked about it, and we we agreed that we're not gonna hit our kid like that while we're training for some. We're training him to do something. First reason is we don't want him to associate the idea of pain or being scared with this this new little learning step in his life. When he's only three, he's a sensitive little kid. So obviously if you're going to raise his voice to him he's going to he's going to feel kind of threatened he's going to feel scared he's going to not going to want to do it so we took a different approach of the encouraging him you know praising him every time he tried every time he actually went pee in the toilet and we started rewarding him with little chocolates or little knickknacks or whatever and it seems to be working he's done it couple times he's actually voiced out his his concern of him having to go pee so I think it's working but I just kept thinking about this generational abuse and how it ties into passing things down especially physical abuse like a family heirloom through the generations and one of the things that just brought up in mind and made a connection was this spanking method um, I was talking to one of my aunts, I was talking to my aunt, and one of my cousin's son briefly brushed up with this method, and I mean, it worked, he's, you know, using the facilities just fine, but not something we wanted for our son, and, and there had to be another way, and, you know, we're, we tried it out, and it's working. <clears throat> but just thinking about this. Just thinking about what we got passed down to us, especially me during my generations, is this this physical abuse. So I started doing research into it, and I was just thinking to myself, 
there has to be some kind of article about the subject, which there was. I found an article from 1986 from the New York Times, and it's entitled Generations of Violence. And a brief one-sentence summary is pretty much Generations of Violence Explores Our Greatest Domestic Problem. Violence passed down from one generation to the next. A child who is abused is more likely to abuse others as an adult. Now, just that alone just resonated with me and just put everything in in its slot. From my uncle, which would be the second generation, well, the generation above me, from my grandma, from her mom, from her grandma. So this article just put everything that I've been through in perspective and how, in turn, I don't want to raise my kids in that manner. Now, I've had, you know, I have the physical abuse, the spanking, the hitting, the violence, however you want to put it. And as I'm reading this article, more and more starts fitting into play and more and more starts sounding normal and just a part of life and how we grew up. And there's a quote from a psychiatrist on here that says, almost all kids who are here for crimes against people have been treated brutally in their childhood. So how do how do you how is somebody supposed to interpret that? So pretty much if if you're constantly getting used to being hit, being used to getting abused, that becomes a normal for you. So when it turn when it comes turn for you to you know, put out discipline or be put in these situations of really test what you want to do. The normality is the abuse. So in turn, you're going to let that abuse, let that frustration, let that anger out that you had been bottling up, you know, all that time in your childhood and comes out in a negative, in a negative lash. So that struck that struck with me because during this time potty training my son coming from this constant you know spanking and just getting hit for not knowing what you're gonna so this resonated with this this uh potty training with me and my son because throughout this time where he's getting frustrated he's crying and at the same time i'm getting frustrated because all i want him is to learn how to use a toilet but it's a process it's not going to take, you know, one day, two days, three days. I mean, it may for some kids, but I mean, every kid's different. And my son is is part of the different side. So it, it's going to take him a little longer because he just don't want to do it. He's been using a diaper for almost three and a half years now. That's just the normal for him. So taking on this step of being potty trained, it's, it's a big step. So during this time and just me wanting to get him to you know, use a toilet in time so he could, you know, have this next step. The thoughts that kept, that kept running through my head is maybe I should just smack him. Maybe I should just smack him. It happened to me. I came out fine. It, it happened to my cousins, happened to the kids. It's It's been happening for as long as I could think. Different people around me, family, friends, it's been happening. But I remember what my wife said, just to try to talk to him, try to explain to him, you know, what he's doing wrong, what he should do, and just reiterate to him that, you know, we have his back. We're behind him no matter what. So I took that approach and, you know, it's been it's been going good. But it's just that that constant of 
that constant fear that's embedded in me and what I should do to lash out, meaning hit my kid, just because that's the norm for me. So it's a big step for myself personally to acknowledge that, take a step back and to try to go in a positive manner and break that cycle. I haven't really spoke to my cousins and my my mother's side of my family because we all grew up pretty much in the same way from getting hit from growing up around drugs, violence, different kinds of abuse, and even our aunts, uncles had the same the same lifestyle. So I really haven't had <clears throat> a good chance to speak to them and how they're they're doing because a couple of them already have kids. Uh, maybe I will talk to them later episodes or just in the future in general, just a quick catch up and I'll relay the message and how that's going. But as me breaking the cycle, that's that's one of my steps. It's one of my wants for parenting, you know, for my kids. I want to break that cycle so that heirloom of the, the physical abuse that's getting passed down and passed down from us, it, it ends with me. And honestly, I could, I could say I think I'm doing a good job at it. I mean, it's rough because, like I said, if it's something that you're always used to, that's the first step. That's the first thing you want to do to try to resolve the situation. So let's say I did hit my kid. What's going to happen? He's just going to cry. He's not going to pay attention to what I'm trying to tell him after. And he's just going to associate that that feeling of going to the restroom with getting smacked. And he's not going to want to do it. So instead of me thinking of helping him, I'm just pushing him more back. And I just thought about being in his mind. He's only three years old. And if he's trying to do something that is very fearful for him, something that's brand new, that's a big step in his own life. And if he sees it as, you know, him having an accident, wetting his pants and me turning around and hit him. Well, he's going to turn around and think like, you know, why are you hitting me for? I didn't ask for this. You're the one that wants me to do this step, wants me to use the restroom in the in the toilet. So why are you hitting me? This is your fault. So you have to think about things on all sides. Even though they're younger kids, the kids are smart. They they know. They have these feelings. They they don't they may not be able to express themselves completely hundred percent verbally, but just their emotions and their energy that they put off, they know. And that's what my son has, so Taking the sitting down, being calm approach, it, it's been working. Not just with just potty training, but everything else in general from, you know, getting in fights with the sister, which is normal, you know, do's and don'ts, and just trying to teach them some sort of manners. It's been working. And I just wish I had this that I could remember where I had somebody explain to me what I should and shouldn't do. Even if things of, you know, Picking up something off the table. It was it wasn't hey, don't do that, you're not supposed to do this, blah, blah, blah. It was just smack. Right away, smack. So it, it's just something I wanna I wanna break apart from and I think I'm going in the right step. <clears throat> like I said before, I'm only I'm only three years into into parenting, so I mean there's a whole path in front of me of whole path of situations that I'm gonna come across and what I'm trying to learn and what I'm trying to teach myself and hopefully other people could pick up and learn themselves. Hopefully these tools that I'm trying to gain or I'm trying to express, I could use those for, you know, for the good. But as far as the abuse that I got, I think I've got a pretty light. 
I just got, you know, smacked. Like, you know, punched in the head for my uncle, which I'm not ashamed to say. I mean, it, it happened. It's life. But it it's these... It's these situations that if you let them, they could they could ruin your life. They could take control of your life and just put you down in this depression that you'll just sink lower and lower for blaming yourself. But they're not. So having my uncle hit me, closed fist, open palm, however you want to see it, he did it all. And then from hearing the stories of the way my grandma disciplined her kids, just hearing some of these stories, they're just they're just brutal. And the way things are going now with so many documentaries coming out and the way this whole cancel culture is just thinking about what my grandma did to her kids happening right now in 2020. It's just unheard of. Like she would have just put got put in jail immediately. But I guess it's a different time from the 70s, 80s. Even early nineties from her <laughs> I don't I don't want to say prime, but you know, those were her her prime hitting years, if you want to put it in that perspective. But one of the stories that my aunt told me that happened to her was that it's always struck me and it always kind of made me look at my grandma a different way to like kinda of, kinda of cross her path. And even though she was when, at the time I heard the story, she, my grandma was already, she got sick. She was in a wheelchair. She was paralyzed. I still didn't want to cross her. I still didn't want to like upset her because I felt like she was just going to get all her strength back and just lash out at me. I mean, it's it's funny to think of, but you know, it's that kind of like, all right, I'm not going to mess with this lady. <laughs> but my aunt, she was going to middle school. Typical bullying thing. She got in a fight after school. And she got home late. So all my aunts and uncles had time limits of having to get from school to home. I had one too. And <clears throat> I just had to look it up right now. From my old house to my middle school, it was about, well, driving, it says six minutes. But if you're in LA, you know how driving is. A six-minute drive is really a 30-minute drive, maybe more, depending on what time of day. But... <clears throat> it's about one and a half miles and thinking about it now one and a half miles is not really that long but as a kid especially being a little chubby kid it's forever so we had a well personally i had about 20 25 minute limit and as soon as the bell rings there's unfortunately for me my last period was PE and from the PE field to the front of the school was a walk on its own. Plus, I had to cross the lights, had to go down a couple main streets, a couple side streets into this path by one of the the 101 freeway, which is I mean, it's all right, but you know it, it's a long walk in that amount of time. So, getting back to my aunt. She had her time limit. She broke it. Not only did she break it, she broke it for getting in a fight. And apparently my grandma got so upset with her, she got, this is the story that they, they told me. She got a two by four and hit my aunt so so bad on her, on her butt. My aunt literally couldn't go to school for a week because her legs from her, her butt 
to her mid thighs and the back of her thighs were so like bubbled and bruised and she just couldn't walk. So I'm thinking in my head, like, how the hell are you not in jail? I'm just looking at my grandma, like, how the hell were you not in jail? And I mean, it's it was a different time. It was it was that saying, like, if you're in, <laughs> I mean, it was just a different time. And what I always been told, and actually made this remark to my uncle and grandma one day because I was just so fed up. I just got hit for, I don't know, I talked back. I had a bad mouth. Every little question, I always had a rebuttal. Every question of authority, I always had to ask and, I guess, rebel against. But in this case, it was something I said and got hit and I turned around and said, you know what, I'm just going to call the cops. I could just be over with this. And in my family, that's a big mistake because what I've been told, especially with my grandma and uncle, is that they go ahead and call the cops. But from the time, from the time you call the cops and from the time a cop actually gets here, I'm going to pretty much mess you up and leave you with whatever. So by me turning around and saying that, that's when I got, you know, the close fist hit. That was just me being a smart ass. And but thinking about my, why my aunt didn't call the cops or didn't say anything and I don't know if she was just she couldn't. She was scared. She didn't want to break up the family. Cause like I said, my grandma had ten kids. At the point of my aunt being in high school, middle school, whatever, you know, there was one older sister maybe in high school, maybe not even working, and the rest were middle school down elementary to a baby so i mean she she did call the cops and they ended up taking my grandma away and i mean where does that leave the rest of the family where does that leave everybody else are they going to be in foster homes they're going to get broken up because i don't know anybody who's willing to take 10 kids all at once especially if family members It's just little things like, well, not little things, but things like that that I've heard from my aunts and uncles, how they got hit. Now, I re never really understood why my grandma did that. It wasn't until one day where me and her, in her later years, we would always play cards, dominoes. It was always good because when we were doing that, it was a chance to listen to music, a chance to just talk and just go, you know, have a little back and forth and just... Just learn what I could from my grandma. One day she was telling me that when my grandma was coming home from school, she got home late and her mom was waiting for her in the middle of the street. And when my grandma looked at her and seen what my grandma was, or my great grandma was in the middle of the street, she knew that was it. She was going to get, she was going to get hit. So my grandma said she walked up the hill. She met her mom. The mom went to the back, went to a tree, broke off her branch, stripped off all the leaves, and that's what she used to hit her. And after that point, she <laughs> went home on time. And at that point, it was like, oh, that's why you did it, because you're getting so used to getting hit yourself. And my grandma came from a, a very strict background. Now, my grandma was born here in 1939, but her parents were, they're immigrants here. So they had a lot of the 
old country style of ideologies and thinking and how they did things. Not only did they come from the old country, but they're very religious. Now, my grandma grew up very Christian to the point where you had to wear the skirts all the way down to the ankles, that kind of Christian, whatever it's called. There's so many different types, but that specific kind. So there were certain things my grandma wasn't allowed to do. She couldn't listen to music. And the Beatles were one of my grandma's favorite groups. And if you know anything about history about the Beatles during a certain time period, if you were a teenager, and especially if you had parents that were very strict and religious, that was the devil's music. So there was a lot of suppression and censorship coming on that side for my grandma. And hearing that story, hearing her about getting hit a couple more times, it was still shocking, but what really shocked me the most was we were sitting down and she had told me she had never told this to anybody, but I don't think any of her kids knew. But no reason why I'm sharing this now, because it's just so important to the whole backstory and understanding. And she was, she told me that, I mean, this is no disrespect to my grandma or anything like that. It's just, it's a learning curve. It's a learning situation that I think we could all get a good understanding for it because whatever problems there are there's always two sides to the story and as much of the sides as much as we don't want to see the other side it's always good just to just listen and try to put your mind in that perspective to get a better understanding as to why <clears throat> so she would tell me that whenever she would go to her grandma's house which would be my great great grandmother um my memory is a little rough on this part. I don't know if it was her grandma's husband, which would be, you know, her grandpa or another man in the mother's life or, you know, whatever. But when my grandmother would go over to her grandma's house, I guess the husband didn't like my grandma. So she pretty much got treated like a dog. I mean, literally, she... Uh, as my grandma was telling me this, I could tell that it was very, very hard for her to say, but I think she was telling me to kind of teach me something. I don't know if it was a teaching moment or just to let it get out of her chest. And I mean, sometimes all we need is for somebody to hear us and it helps, but they literally treat her like a dog to feeding her on the floor, to putting a mattress underneath the table in the kitchen, and that's where she was allowed to sleep. Sometimes not even the mattress, just the blanket and the pillow. And by thinking about this this story that she had told me and just seeing how everything just passed down, passed down, and passed down, it's like if, if you see a problem and you acknowledge it, you're just dimmed to repeat it. History is doomed to repeat itself, and that's the situation. That's the way it is with this specific subject and this generational abuse. Um, I made a joke about it. I believe in the first episode saying about the only family heirloom that we had in our family was this generational abuse. I mean, sometimes you make jokes to make lighter of things, but, I mean, it's the truth. You can trace that back to my great-great-grandmother, and it's it's sad that Nobody before me was wanted to break the cycle. Even my aunts and uncles with their kids, they all smacked them. They all hit them to a certain degree. So it's 
can I say that they fully tried? Can't really say for sure, but what the evidence shows me and what I've seen and what I know, no, none of them broke the cycle. And that's just something that I wanted to do, be a part, be separate from my family to have this different kind of cycle. Now, I don't care if somebody will turn around and say that I'm soft or they even throw around the term whitewashed or whatever you call it. It's just, I don't care about none of that. The only thing I care about is being a good parent to my kid. But being this, being a, trying to be a good parent to the kid, it, it's hard. And there's a lot of emotions, a lot of different, I guess, demons that we deal with in our own lives. And unfortunately, sometimes they leak onto our kids. But it's, it's just important that you try to see this in yourself and try to break break away from it. Whether it's having somebody to talk to or somebody to help you look into things and figure out how you could change this, how you could change your life. I say go for it. Even if it's like, even if it's somebody like your parents or a family member, I mean, just sit them down, talk to them and say, hey, I have this problem. I don't want to do things this way. And that's the only thing I know how to do. Is there another way? Is there any advice you could give me? That's all it takes. And if you can't do that with your own family or friends, I mean, go online and look, there's a whole community of parents that are give information you mean you can get the best information you can thinking about from a to totally perfect stranger i mean you never know unless you try it's better to try than to just sit there and fail and just look back at it and like think well i could have tried i could have done more just try that's all and that that's why i wanted to get a point about this episode is that it's important to Acknowledge what this problem is and break the cycle and try to be a better person for it. Try to be a better parent for your kid because ultimately this is all for the kids. So I just want to say thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Thanks.